CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I am a lot of things. A murder is not one of them. We break down the key moments from Darrell Brooks' closing argument in the Waukesha Parade tragedy trial as the jury comes back with their verdict. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Long Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first degree intentional homicide as charged in count one of the information. Dated this 26th day of October, 2022, signed by the foreperson. Hey, you are to be removed right now. You will not do that. There you have it. The jury came back and found Darrell Brooks guilty across the board, guilty of all 76 charges in connection with him driving an SUV through a group of holiday parade goers back in November of 2021 out of Waukesha, Wisconsin. This is the Waukesha Holiday Parade Tragedy Trial, which we've covered here on Sidebar, as well as the Long Crime Network. This includes him being found guilty of six charges of first-degree intentional homicide, which carry with it mandatory sentences of life in prison. And the jury deliberated for about about three hours and 15 minutes over the course of a night and also a morning. So now the question is, how did we get here? Well, clearly something didn't work in Brooks's case, right? This was a case where the defendant represented himself. He cross-examined some witnesses. He called some others. And he basically forfeited his right to call any additional witnesses or testify himself when he refused to answer the court's questions. As anybody who's been following this trial or following Sidebar knows, Brooks was highly disruptive of the proceedings and highly combative with the judge. But the question is, what did Brooks actually argue? What legal arguments did he make? Well, it was a combination of things. And I think the best place to really see that is with his closing argument. Now, we remember closing arguments are the last attempt by both the prosecution and the defense to summarize the case and convince this jury one way or another to vote a certain way. And we're going to go through right now some of the key moments from Darrell Brooks' closing argument and see where did he go wrong? Well, let's start with how he began the closing argument. First off, I'd just like to start by uh, letting you guys know that uh, 
it's a lot of information that you guys should be privy to, I believe. And uh, one thing that I believe that you have not been privy to is the truth of your rights and your duties being the jury. Um, the fact that you and you alone have the power. Not uh, well-prepared DAs with well-prepared and clearly rehearsed um, speeches and, and exhibits and a lot of theatrics. Frankly, not the judge. You and you alone have the power. You and you alone decide what is truth and what isn't truth. You should be informed that you have the power to nullify any law that you don't agree with. Objection. Move to strike the statement. Sustain. Objection. I will strike from the record the last statement made by the defendant. The jury which will is, disregard it. Which is clearly what I've been saying. I believe that not only is it fair, but it's essential that you be privy to all knowledge, not knowledge that certain people feel that you should hear and shouldn't hear, disguised under the color of law. So what exactly is he saying here? Well, he tried unsuccessfully to argue jury nullification to the jurors, and that is totally improper, and he's not supposed to do that. Jury nullification is when the jurors come back with a not guilty verdict, even if the evidence says otherwise, even if they feel that the prosecution has proven their case beyond a reasonable doubt, they can come back and say, nope, nope, come back not guilty. It's like they ignore the law, they ignore the facts, and they're basically making a decision for another reason. Maybe it's based on emotion, politics, who knows? They are not supposed to do that, and it is totally improper to argue that to the jury. And I'll tell you what is also interesting is how he criticizes the state for being prepared and him speaking from the heart and off the cuff, but you have to wonder, given this verdict, if maybe he had a more cohesive argument and maybe a more cohesive defense strategy, maybe that would have served him better. Now, having said that, the place where Darrell Brooks really focused his attention was on intent. After all, six counts of first-degree intentional homicide. And Brooks argued that he had no intent to kill, or I should say that the driver had no intent to kill. They made reference to a rage. As if they were, or if this particular DA was right there, standing right there. As if this DA is a psychiatrist. I said to myself, what, rage, what do you mean rage? How can you characterize that? How can you have the audacity to diagnose what someone's brain is? Where it's at, what it's thinking, why it thinks the way it does. DA makes references to 
blocks of no one being injured, but then says it's intentional. You add that up with the supposed rage, the supposed intent to harm and kill. And it doesn't doesn't kick in until well within blocks. And maybe it's just me, but I would think if I was characterizing someone with this intent to kill and and this and this this rage and this anger. then why weren't people immediately harmed? Why was someone with intent to kill and rage try to alert people of their presence, repeatedly honk their horn? You, you heard a detective, if you recall, testify that the vehicle that he observed was not only honking his horn, but was not speeding. So where does this rage kick in? Where this this insatiable intent to kill kick in. Okay, so first, isn't he basically admitting he's the driver? I know it gets confusing because he doesn't consent to the name Darrell Brooks. He doesn't consent that to be his name. It's part of the sovereign citizen type argument he makes. It gets a little jumbled and confusing. But basically, when he's talking about mindset, what the driver was thinking, it seems to me like he's basically conceding that he was driving, but he didn't mean for this to happen. And I'll tell you, I wondered if this would have given the jurors pause, because how can we really know what was in his head? Maybe it wasn't intentional. But prosecutor Sue Opper did a really powerful job rebutting that in her closing by saying, you know how we know that this was intentional? Because he kept driving. He could have stopped at any point, including before he even got on the parade route, but he kept driving and he may have honked, but that doesn't give anyone a license to just mow down a bunch of people because they didn't move. There was another curious moment from his closing. And that is when Brooks suggested that maybe the SUV was defective. Which brings me to more information that I believe that you should have been privy to. And I'm sure that the prosecution will beg to differ. But the fact of the matter is... The vehicle in question, make a model of 2010 Ford Escape. The vehicle in question, actually 2008, 2009, and 2010 of that model was in fact recalled. Objection, misstatement of the facts, facts not in evidence. Was in fact, sustained. Was in fact recalled. was in fact a class action lawsuit against Ford Objection for those model for those model vehicles. Sustained the durable disregard. Information that you should have been privy to. That you weren't allowed to be privy to. Why? I don't know. 
that information. Malfunctioning throttle bodies. Mr. Brooks, move on. Now, not only did he not present any evidence of this during the trial, that there was this class action lawsuit or a recall, he can't really argue it now. But even putting that aside, a state patrol inspector examined the SUV in question. He examined the brakes, the steering wheel, the gas pedals, the tires, and found that there was no mechanical issue that would have caused a malfunction, nothing that would have caused the driver to lose control of the car. So in other words, the vehicle hit all of those people because of the driver and the driver alone. And in the end, what Brooks mainly did was appeal to the juror's empathy. So I go back to trying to wrap my head around everything that's happened in the last year. Praying for those families, praying for the people that tragically lost their life, because that should not be lost either. The fact that there was lives lost and all the emphasis has been put on the alleged defendant. And the people have been disregarded. Makes me wonder, does the DA even care about those people? And prayers going up every day. It's been suffering on both sides. It's been threats, hate mail. Because of the narratives that's been put out there, the misconceptions that have been put out there, the lies that have been put out there, lies that have caused my children not to be able to go to school, to be bullied. For my mother to have to leave her home and stay at a hotel because she's afraid for her safety. Because she gets hate mail shoved through her, her mailbox. My nieces and nephews to fear for their safety. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Now, the judge could have chosen to actually stop this line of argument because it's not really relevant. It doesn't matter what his family has gone through. The jurors are not supposed to make a decision based on emotion or sympathy or anything like that. That doesn't affect the legal analysis, the legal determination when they match the elements to the crime. And to take that kind of shot at the prosecution, do they even care about these people? Look, unless we get an opportunity to actually interview the jurors, you do have to wonder if Darrell Brooks' statements and his behavior during the course of this trial, did it turn the jury off in a way? And in the end, despite all of his efforts, the jury came back with their decision, guilty across the board, and what a message that was. And thanks, everybody, for joining us here on Sidebar. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.